0: Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Pleasure Path. Today, we're talking about one of the biggest issues in dating and relationship. And that is resentments. You can think about them piling up in a situation or in a long-term partnership, almost like dishes pile up in the sink. And the bigger that the stack gets and the more grimy and old the food is that's crusted on it, the less we want to look at it. It just feels like such a chore. But we all know that if we don't do our dishes, then we don't have anything to eat off of. We don't have anything to feed us. So, for good relational hygiene, even from the very beginning when you meet someone, it's really important to be skilled at clearing resentments. The bonus from this is that it's going to help not just your romantic life, but all of your relationships. Because let's face it, most of us have felt a resentment towards a boss, a sibling, a colleague, a friend. Resentments aren't just contained to our love life, but they are one of the biggest places where. It can really cause damage because most of our emotional needs are met by our partner. Of course, we have friends, we have other people that help meet our emotional needs. But when this pile of dishes, when this pile of resentment just stacks up in your intimate relationship, then it can really not only ruin the relationship, but take us down emotionally in the other parts of our life. So let's imagine, let's imagine that you feel like your relationship is fluid and smooth, and easy. Like, yeah, we don't really have a lot of fights. Things come up, we talk about it, we resolve it. Imagine that your relationship, you just feel comfortable being fully authentic, that you get to speak your truth, and you feel heard. Imagine not having to walk on eggshells or hide what you need or what you want. Imagine that you're getting your needs met, and that you get to be expressive and playful with your partner instead of seething or just keeping all this frustration bottled in. Imagine that there's more room for connection and love and intimacy. Because when we start to clear these resentments, we can have just a lot easier partnership. And if you're dating, it can also make dating a lot easier because you're going to weed out the people who can't hold space for you. If you have the courage to clear a resentment, even on like the first date or the second date, then you're not going to spend time with someone who can't hold you in your needs and in your truth. So here's the deal. You know, most of us don't know how to communicate resentments because first of all, we're never taught how to do this. I really wish that in elementary school, middle school, high school, like every stage of education that we had classes on communication and empathy and skill building with conflict resolution and all of these things that build healthy relationship. But Since we don't, we get to learn these things as adults. I mean, unless you have a parent who's just really, really deeply attuned and skilled. But I know that that wasn't my situation. But it doesn't mean you can't learn it now. You know, it's never too late to learn these relational skills. So we don't know how to do this usually. And or (laughs) we've tried to do this in the past. And we might have gotten burned. You know, maybe you told a former partner, like, hey, I feel really annoyed. That you spend so much time at work. I, I really want more time with you. And maybe that partner has been like, Oh, well, what do you mean? You want me to just not make money? You want me to just stay at home with you all the time? Like, to me, that's them projecting all of their anger and their uh, bitterness and their defensiveness because they don't want to connect. They don't want to actually take responsibility. So, clearing resentment is you taking responsibility for how you're feeling, what you're feeling resentful for. But then it's also an opportunity for the other person to take responsibility and then for both of you to work together. So if you bring something up and you've been hurt in the past, I know that's so painful, but the lesson isn't, oh man, I can't bring up resentments. I can't have my needs. If I do, I will get attacked. The lesson is, wow, (laughs) this other person gets defensive easily. They're triggered by what I'm saying. Hmm. I'm curious if they're going to work through their trigger or if it's just their way or the highway when it comes to things in our relationship. So if you've been burned in the past, it doesn't necessarily mean you were doing it wrong. It could be that the person couldn't really hold you. Or maybe you were communicating in a way that was a little bit passive aggressive. I know that I can do that (laughs) where I'm feeling resentful. I either don't have the time or the energy or the skill in that moment to communicate directly about what I need and where my frustrations lie. And then it can come out by me withholding, withholding love or withholding things I normally do around the house. It can come out with me just shutting down and being cold and aloof. It can come out as me being easily frustrated about little things that don't have anything to do with the thing I feel resentment about. So you can see how it just, yeah, kind of sticks like residue to everything if we're not expressing ourselves. So what do you do then? You know, what are some like strategies for expressing a resentment? There are a lot of different strategies, but in today's podcast, I'm just going to focus on my favorite. And this is something that when I teach my clients, they're like, whoa, that's so simple, but so effective. And the framework is I feel and I want. So I feel, insert emotion, and I want, insert desire. And the reason this works so brilliantly is because we're taking responsibility for our feelings and we're taking responsibility for our desires. It's the opposite of you didn't put the dishes away and you suck and you never remember that. And you're always worried about other things or you're not focused on me. Like that is an attack, but I feel and I want is an invitation. So I'll give you, I'll give you some examples. So one of my clients has been dating her person for about six months. And I'm really proud of her because she, through her work together, changed her patterns of attraction, started dating people who were a lot better fit for her in terms of values and how they treated her. They were kind, emotionally available versus people that she had dated in the past that were not so kind, not so clear and not so emotionally or otherwise available. But of course, like any relationship, they've been together six months now and there's things that come up. There's things that, you know, will bother her from time to time. And she let me know just a few days ago that she had a really helpful conversation with her partner where she said, You know, I'm excited about moving in with you because they've been talking about that, but I'm worried that there won't be space for me. I'm worried that there's not space in your home, you know, that things are too messy and that I will just have to feel like I have to fit in on the edges and there's not going to be room for my stuff. And I really feel concerned about that. I feel worried. So she led with her feeling. And then she led with her desire. She said, and what I want is I want you to take the lead in cleaning things up because it's your house. (laughs) You know, this is where you live. It's your space. Of course, I could come in and like in a weekend or two, clean the whole place and make room for me. But this is your stuff. This is your house. This is your kind of territory. And I'm happy to help and do it with you. But I want you to lead. I want you to initiate it because I want to feel invited into your home. Not just with a fresh, clean space with room for my stuff, but invited emotionally. And I'll feel that way if you're leading and taking initiative to make space for me. And she said it went really well. He listened. He agreed. He made a plan for when they would start doing that together. So this is something that could have, you know, bothered her for a really long time and gotten on her nerves and could have led to like an explosive fight. But it all got resolved pretty smoothly and pretty easily. I mean, we're humans. So, of course, she was probably a little bit upset when she was talking about these things. But the crux of clearing resentments is that you can discharge an issue in a matter of minutes or an hour versus days or weeks or months. So, especially if you feel like you have a perpetual fight where you just keep fighting about the same thing with your partner or you keep getting frustrated about the same thing with your partner. Clearing resentments is the key to to cleaning that up. Or if you're dating and you feel like you just keep attracting the same situation or the same type of person, most likely there's a resentment that you're not making clear, both to that person that you're dating, but also to the universe, you know, also to this broader field of love and insight and possibility. When we keep just receiving the same thing and pretend that it's okay, then we're sending mixed messages to the universe and, and to people that we're dating. So I'll give an example of that in dating. You know, sometimes people will connect and someone will say like, okay, you know, let's let's hang out on Friday. And then oftentimes the person says yes, but then they're waiting to see, well, what are we going to do? When are we going out? What clothes should I wear? Like, what's the plan? But I've had clients that didn't know how to ask for the plan without feeling needy or without feeling like they were putting pressure on the person. And part of the great thing about really becoming comfortable and skilled and clearing resentments is we can let go of our guilt. We just fully own our needs. And one of our needs might be, I need to have a plan. I like to have a plan. It helps me get excited. It helps me feel relaxed. And I'm not stressing or wondering if this person is going to ghost. So if you have a need for a plan, or if you have a need for someone who's emotionally available, or if you have a need for someone who's a good communicator, Or if you have a need for someone who's connected to their body and sexually open, like those are badass needs. Those are all important, valid needs. So part of clearing resentments means that we get to own our need by owning our desires and owning our feelings. And then we get to communicate that in a way that feels good, that feels authentic to us. So in that situation of my client wanting to hang out with this person on Friday, but not knowing what the plan was, I invited her to say, you know, Hey, I feel curious about Friday. I want to know if we're still hanging out. It was a very simple way of saying, I feel I want. I feel curious about Friday. I want to know if we're still hanging out. Of course, she she could have also said, you know, I feel um, confused. I haven't heard from you. And I'm not sure what the plan is on Friday. And I really love to have a plan. It helps me feel excited and relaxed. So what did you have in mind? Again, I feel confused. And I like to have a plan. I want to have a plan. Now, I added in, in that example, some extra feeling states of like, I like to feel excited. I like to feel relaxed. Having a plan helps me do that. And I think sometimes we're afraid to express a resentment because we feel, well, if I have the resentment, then it's my job to solve the problem. So in that situation, someone might say, well, if I say, are we hanging out on Friday? And he says, sure. Then it's my job to say, okay, well, how about this time? And how about this restaurant? And it feels like a lot of work. Similarly, if someone has a resentment, let's say about housework or chores, and they bring it up to their partner, they might feel like, well, then I have to come up with a structure or the solution. But that's not always true. I mean, if you do have an idea, great, share it with your date or share it with your partner. But if you don't, it's enough to know your feeling and your need, and then for you to collaborate together on how to change things. So that's why at the end of that phrase, you know, what did you have in mind? I like that phrase because it's inviting the other person to collaborate with us, to problem solve with us. Because the problem is that we don't have an actual plan. We have a let's hang out on Friday. But when there's no time set, there's no date. (laughs) Like if someone says let's hang out, but there's not a specific time, do not consider it a date until you have a specific time. Because it's too easy then for the person to bail or to like reach out to you later at the end of the day. And you've been hoping to hear from them all day. And then you just feel like you wasted your whole day waiting to hear what the plan was. And then a lot of resentment piles up. So when you start to notice frustration or a little bit of resentment is the perfect time to clear a resentment when the charge is tiny instead of being explosive. And plus what I've heard from my clients, partners and dates, and what I've heard from my partner too, is that they want to know what's going on with us. If we're feeling resent. They, they want to know why. They don't want to just have to guess at why they think we're mad at them. They don't have to try to interpret all of our signals. And I think dating and relating would be so much more fun and easy if there wasn't so much game playing or subtext or people hiding their intentions or not being clear with each other. Like, let's elevate dating and relationship and all of our interactions to just be more explicit and more honest and, and more intentional. So you can also do this phrase, I feel I want, in the reverse. You can start with your desire and then share your feeling. I invite you to try both ways. I feel I want or I want I feel. I want is a little more directive. It's a little more clear of here's what I need. Here's where we're going. And by the way, here's how I feel about it. So one way to say that would be I want to have more time together. I want to have some structured dates. I want to have fun relational practices. I want to really get to know you and dive deeper. And I feel frustrated that we haven't had a chance to do that as much. So you can always share your feeling after your desire. It just changes the tone slightly. And it just depends on what you feel the most comfortable with. So you can tell how, even though this is a simple tool, I feel I want, or I want, I feel, it still takes some practice, right? Like it sounds so simple. But putting into practice gets complicated because we're really used to saying you, you statements like you didn't do this or you always treat me this way or you're such a jerk. And it also becomes complicated because we're not always aware of our feelings. We might feel mad, but we don't know that underneath we feel sad or we might feel, you know, dropped or disappointed, but we don't realize that underneath we feel pissed because it feels like it's happened multiple times. So really getting clear on our feelings and really getting clear on our desires are like the foundational step before we even communicate what we want and what we feel. And a lot of the work that I do with both women and men is about getting in touch with their true needs and wants and the feelings both emotionally, but also the sensations in their body that come up related to these triggers, related to these resentments and related to their desires. And then we practice communicating that via text or in person or on a phone call Whether you're in highly heated situations or really playful situations, practicing this with a variety of people can really help to make this just second nature. So then you don't have to, after the fact, say like, oh man, that one thing in the date really made me pissed, but I didn't say anything because I wasn't sure how. And now do I text them about it? Do I wait till when I see them again? Am I going to see them again? (laughs) Like when we clear resentments in the moment, which takes a lot of practice, then we don't have to carry around so much emotional energy and anxiety. And again, it just makes dating so much more fun and so much more clear and so much more effective because then you're really dating people who get you, who understand you, who want to build something with you and who are down to take responsibility and to problem solve. So one of the ways that I like to work with this is with my clients, with my female clients that work with me in one of my love programs, one of my relationship programs for single women. But I also work a lot with couples where there's just a pile of resentments, like those dishes in the sink that have built up and it's hard for them to tackle it by themselves. They're like, uh, we don't have a soap. We don't have, sorry, we don't have a sponge. We don't have soap. We're not sure if we can get the hot water going. Can you help us? So both me and my husband, Jason work with couples to cut down that stack of resentments and to build in a process where they don't build up, where they just feel like they're in flow with each other and their relationship is good, you know, 99% of the time. And then I also do a practice group called radiant love with men and women, where we cover clearing resentments for three of the sessions. Three of the 14 sessions are about clearing resentments, working through conflict, creating ease and flow in your relationship, because yeah, these things take practice and you might practice it differently. You might say things differently, depending on who's around you. Like you might clear resentment different with a girlfriend than you do with a parent or with a lover than you do with, you know, someone that you've just met for a very first date. So that's what I love about my co-ed group Radiant Love is that you get to practice with different people in different breakout rooms with different strategies. I give you one of them, I feel I want or I want I feel, but there's about eight strategies that I teach my clients depending on the situation, depending on their personality and depending on their needs. So if you're curious about any of that, the couples work, the co-ed program Radiant Love or working with me one-on-one in love and dating, then please reach out. My email is violet at violetling.com. If I have room in one of those programs, I will let you know. And if not, I can put you on the wait list. But either way, you deserve to be in a powerful partnership. You deserve to have pleasure in your life and in your relationships. And you deserve to feel capable and confident and worthy of getting your needs met. And I don't want resentments or frustrations in the past or now to get in the way of that because you can build skill in this area. It does not have to be hard. It just takes a little bit of practice and a little bit of a shift in perspective. So I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode and working with you in one of my programs. Talk soon. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetling.com forward slash talk.